0: Shadow Factories and We Evolve presents Tales from the Alethean Society, Book 2, Chapter 2, Media Vita.
1: How how much longer is this dreadful affair going to go on, Goddleman? I'm getting stiff as a board with all this sitting around in the draft. I believe the funerary procession won't be setting off for the necropolis till four o'clock, sir. Hmm. I suppose we're expected at that as well, are we? I'm afraid so, sir. Worst luck. Awful things, funerals. Everyone's standing around looking maudlin. Sophie's been crying on and off all morning. At least the poor soul's staying put this time. After what happened with Mrs Balfour, death doesn't seem quite so permanent as it used to. So, let me get this straight. Miss Cadwallader was friends with a flesh-hungry undead who tried to eat you while we were off visiting the Unicorn Club. Sounds like a little bit of a funny basis for a friendship to me.
0: She was not always so, Lord Arthur. A terrible transformation has been wrought upon her by enemies unknown, and I shall make it my business to find out by whom.
1: But are you sure she's properly dead this time?
0: Yes,
2: Arthur. I think the brains on the poker mean we can be relatively
0: confident of that. Looks like she took a right good killing, though.
1: Well, I think we all deserve something to steady our nerves after what we've been through. There's Mrs Balfour's sherry decanter. Hmm, Let me pour out a few glasses.
3: I am shaking to the marrow.
0: Make mine a double. Yeah. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, Ephesians five eighteen.
1: But surely wine gladdens the heart of man. That's in Psalms, or is it Proverbs? I always get those two confused.
2: Miss Catalina is quite a right, Arthur. It is far too early
0: in the day for alcohol. I shall have a glass of milk instead. Milk is fattening and bad for the complexion. Then I shall have water. An excellent choice. Now, Mr. Banjo, my good laddie, take this shopping list and this purse to Kennington and Jenner's. Tell them to deliver by close of business today. If you're quick, there'll be a wee something in it for you on your turn.
3: Right, yeah, Mrs. C. I'll be doing there quicker than a horse draws.
0: No, oh, Mr. Benjo, you cheeky wee rascal. Wait, did you hear that? Something or someone is in the chimney.
1: Do you suppose it's the chimney sweep? I mean, who else would be up there?
0: He's the poker. No, no the wet end. Ugh. Right you, out you come. Oh, please, don't hurt me again. I haven't hurt you at all yet. But that could change, so now's a good time to dare your tilt. Jessie,
2: look at him, he's terrified. He's little more than a boy.
0: Now, listen to me, young man. What is your name, and are you a relative of the lady of the house?
4: Uh, I'm her son, Robert.
0: Who are you people? I am Miss Cressida Cadwallader, a lifelong friend of your mother. These are... my associates. But you can't be wee, Robbie. He must be still in short trousers.
4: I really am, Miss Cadwallader.
0: Well, you must have eaten up all of your mints and tatties like a good boy. Look how you've grown.
4: Is... is that my mother?
2: I am so sorry, Robert. I know this must be terribly distressing for you, but I assure you we had no choice but to end your mother's suffering. She's dead? Thank Christ. Gosh,
4: expecting a big inheritance, are you? No, no. I I love my mother dearly, but something happened to her. She went out two nights ago, but what came back? That thing tried to eat me. I've been hiding up the chimney all night, listening to it moan and scratch at the walls. It may be wearing her face, but that monster is not my mother.
0: Where did she go prior to her transformation? Just to our ladies' club, as usual. The unicorn club, I thought as much. Robbie, where does your mother keep the key to her bureau? I wish to inspect her paperwork. On a chain
4: round her neck. For security, you understand. She's very private about that kind of thing.
0: Oh no, don't use all look at me. I'm not putting my hand in... in that. Oh, oh, thank you. Now, Maggie, let's see what secrets you've been keeping from me. May I help? Hmm, invoices, receipts, several ledgers. The accounts of the Unicorn Club, unless I am very much mistaken. Well,
4: there was the treasurer of our ladies' club, I didn't realise it went much beyond bake sales and raffles, but there are thousands of pounds in these accounts.
0: Give these ledgers your full attention, Lady Roxborough. Now, what have we here? Margaret's diary. Committee meeting. AGM. EGM. Bake sale. Ah, now, what could this be?
1: Ooh, what have you found?
0: There is a solitary entry in Margaret's diary for the date of the evening before her transformation. It reads ECM 925-2355.
3: Ooh,
1: could it be a code? Sophie's frightfully good at them. Remember that time a secret coded document turned up at the house and you solved it in no time flat?
2: That was a letter from my uncle Heinrich in Anatolia. It was not in code, it was written in German.
1: Well, it certainly foxed me.
2: Perhaps they are the initials of someone she was to be meeting. The numbers might
0: represent a sum of money, perhaps, or an order number. Then you must search through the accounts and see if you can find any corresponding entry. Go on then, girlie. Hop to it. No, but
2: I mean to say, Miss Ketvalda, that will take hours of tedious
0: scrutiny. Indeed, and it is a task ideally suited to a well-bred young lady. It is not appropriate for you to go gallivanting off chasing wild geese, as I understand you hitherto have been wont to do. But I... Yes,
2: you are correct, of course, Miss Cadwallader. Arthur, please carry these heavy books to the table for me. I shall apply myself
0: diligently to their study. Capital... I shall go to the train station to establish the time of my nephew's arrival, and to meet him on the platform. Miss Gordon, you will accompany me. You are far too corrupting an influence to leave in the company of these impressionable young people. Enjoy yourselves with your books. Looks like I'm off for a walk, Wait. What was it again, Sophie? We an honest female colleague.
1: You do put up with a lot from that rotten old bully, Sophie. My old housemaster used to say it's every brave boy's duty to stand up to bullies. Of course, he used to give us five of the belt straight after, so it was a bit of a mixed message.
2: Arthur, Miss Cadwallader's not a bully. She's a perfect example of a respectable British gentlewoman. I wish to learn all that I can from her.
1: I think you hurt Jessie's feelings with that thing you said on the train.
2: Nonsense. She's too. Far- Too common to have those kind of emotions. Now, let us begin. It's no use, Arthur. This is beyond tedious. And there are so many other fruitful ways we might instead be making use of our time. Well,
1: I I suppose we could pop upstairs, darling, if you can.
2: I have a friend presently studying in the anatomy department of Edinburgh University, with whom I have been corresponding. If we were to make our way there, we might be able to make use of the dissecting room to find out more about the circumstances of Miss Balfour's death.
1: I thought you said you shot her, and then bludgeoned her to death with a poker.
2: Not that death, Arthur. The previous one… never mind. If we go quickly, we can be back by the time Miss Katvalider returns. Who knows? She might even be impressed by my initiative and ingenuity. If
1: you say so, dearest.
2: I do. Come along now, there's a good boy.
4: Looks like it's just you and me again, Mother. I really should do something about the mess.
3: Alright then, let's see what we've got here. Oh, you belter, this my afternoon sorted. Well, I won't be needing this. Eh, we are to door that fog, comfy. It's a right piece, super. How am I going to find a pup in this? Oh, they put a wee red light. Hold on, I'm coming. All
0: aboard. According to the station master. The late train will arrive just after seven. Could we not just have bought a paper for the railway times and save ourselves the walk? A penny saved is a penny earned, Miss Gordon. Now we shall repair to the headquarters and return in good time to meet my nephew on the platform. Aye, I wouldn't want to keep the old coot waiting. He'd have an apoplexy if he had to walk home in his in. Do you think they'll put out a pile of sandbags in case the train doesn't stop in time with the extra weight of him and all his gigos? In my day, any lunate who spoke of her superior in such terms would have been flogged raw. My nephew has clearly been remiss in enforcing discipline in his chapter. I shall educate him as to his error on his return. I can't wait to see that. This chapter reeks of informality, almost as much as its chapter house reeks of the deep fat friar. Now we are alone, I must ask. Has my nephew instructed you to join him in the debauched act of sickle of congress? What? Fornications. Eh? My nephew has never possessed the moral fortitude to resist gratifying his abominable and unchristian appetites. I should hardly be surprised if he had resorted to your ilk to satisfy the carnal ones. However, I assume from your vacant expression that he has not. No. He has me. You can tell on account of the fact his facial features are still in the usual configuration. Very well. should he order you to do so in future, I expect you to inform me immediately you have finished. Inform ye after I've finished? What? I'm not going to bed with that slobbering old walrus. You taste and decency aside, they didn't make a bed big enough for two folk in his puffed-up head. What were they numbers in your pals wee book again? ECM 925, then on the next line 2355, five. but why do you ask? Look at the big letters stenciled on that wall there. Yes. M 9 must be the engineer's line reference for a Waverley station. Was she meeting someone off a train then? Are the other numbers a a, a date, maybe? An arrival time? 23.55. It might well have been a time on the 24-hour clock, first used by the ancient Egyptians. It would be just like the unicorn club to adopt such an affectation. The middle bits... Mm. A platform number then? Waverley only has 21 platforms, as well you should know. Pardon me for no bringing my train sports handbook. A train? A train arriving at five minutes to midnight. Let me check. Excuse me.
5: Madam, that is my timetable.
0: And I shall require it for but a mere moment. Return it, or I shall have the police on you. Sorry, Hen. She's no right in the heat. Gets violent if you try on it. Best just to let her go on with As I thought, even in this uncivilised modern time, no passenger train arrives at Waverley so unsociably close to midnight.
5: May I have my timetable back? Get to the nice woman. Wait up, Granny we we'll go and get you a cup of tea and a wee sit-down. That woman should be in an institution. No argument here, hen.
0: Very funny, Miss Gordon. I suppose you think yourself quite the wit after that little display. You were the one who said we were keeping a low profile. Did you want the polis involved? If the constabulary turn up for either of us, it's hardly likely to be for me, you insubordinate guttersnap. Ah, excellent. doorway marked railway staff only. The investigation leads us this way, Miss Gordon, and be as quiet as you can. Now is not the time to draw any undue attention to ourselves.
3: You are nothing but grave robbers and butchers. You'll hang like William Burke. This is all a
2: bit round. Should we come back later? Give us back our deed! Have courage, dear heart. I think I see a side entrance through which we can avoid them all. Follow me.
1: It's the twelfth cranial Gosh, look at those chaps over there. They look hard at work. Is one of them your medical student friend? Is it,
5: Lady Roxborough? So good to finally meet you. I'm so glad you found the time to visit. Dear Isabel, you look just like your photograph. But you said your
1: friend was a medical student. This is a woman.
5: Isabel Thorne, Lord Arthur. A pleasure to meet you. Sophia's told me a great deal about you in her letters. Don't mind those two over there. They're like a pair of vultures fighting over a dead camel. Is it
1: safe to shake hands, do you think, dear? Or has she had them in people?
5: (laughs) Don't worry, Lord Arthur. I'm a great proponent of Semmelweis' theory. I wash in chlorinated water after every examination. Much to the scorn of my fellow students I hasten to add, but I've seen enough women die of childbed fever spread by careless surgeons to know it's worth doing. Not that I've had my hands on a cadaver for weeks. Despite the cholera, they're simply not to be had. But the mob outside are calling you body snatchers and grave robbers. Why would they do that
2: if things are as you say?
5: You have to remember that most of that mob were fed stories of Birken Hare with their mother's milk. Be back before dark or you'll end up on Dr Knox's table. A few of the old timers might remember those days themselves. So when bodies start going missing, of course it's the anatomists they blame. Bodies are going missing in Edinburgh? Apparently so. The gate to Greyfriars was broken open the other night. They say that graves have been opened and the bodies spirited away. Of course, now people are digging up their nearest and dearest to check whether or not they're still there. It's impossible to tell which tombs have been opened by resurrectionists and which by loving relatives. But if they're not being sold for dissection, where then are they going? Your guess is as good as mine, I'm afraid. All I know is they're not coming here. Then perhaps it is
2: time for me to confess that this is not Purely a social call.
5: We are in Edinburgh on important business and have need of your assistance. Well, I have plenty of time on my hands. What can I do for you? A friend of ours has perished in what we shall call unusual
2: circumstances, and I should be grateful for your expertise in examining the body.
5: Hmm. What about the police? What do they think about all this? For reasons which I am not at
2: liberty to disclose, the police must not be informed. We must
5: proceed in the utmost secrecy. Oh, very cloak and dagger. Hmm. All right. If we can find some way of getting it down here discreetly, I'll have a look. And if anyone asks, I'll deny all knowledge of how it got there. It's worth a brush with the law to get my hands dirty again.
1: Just as a heads up, I wouldn't say she's in perfect condition. (laughs) I mean, more spares or repairs than one careful owner, if you get what I mean.
5: At this moment in time, I'd take a side of beef if it gave me something to cut. I'm absolutely desperate. Don't you worry that all this
1: gory business will spoil your marriage prospects, Miss Thorne?
5: Not in the slightest, for the simple reason that it's Mrs Thorne already.
1: You're married? What will you do if your husband finds out?
5: As it happens, he's very supportive of the whole thing. So are the children. They keep bickering over who's going to go into practice with me once they're old enough to qualify.
1: You're abandoning your children? For, for this?
5: They're hardly still at the breast, Lord Arthur. They have their education, and I have mine. I do have some concerns that this is an unwomanly pursuit. You do? You seemed so keen on it in your letters. Oh, well, I suppose I shouldn't be surprised. All of Edinburgh seems to be outraged at the thought of a woman practising medicine at present. At this rate, I'll be astonished if we get to graduate at all.
1: But even if you do, what man would ever go to a woman physician? Worse still, a woman surgeon? Go at the wrong time of the month and heaven knows what she might cut off.
5: I've never understood why men are willing to have women bring them into the world, but don't trust us to keep them in it.
1: Oh, yes. Midwifery, you mean. Now that's a respectable profession for a woman. That would be much easier, wouldn't it? Have you ever considered that
5: instead? (sighs) Once or twice, yes.
1: Oh, on the subject of midwives, how long after you're married does it usually take to have babies? Only it's been a couple of years, you see, and i rather expected the stork to be along with a little bundle by now.
5: Sophia, have you had the talk with him about where babies come from?
1: (laughs) Oh yes, I know it's not really the stork, though it did come as a bit of a shock when I found out.
5: Well then, remember that midwives and obstetricians can help the baby out, but you still have to put it in there in the first place. Assuming you're both in good health and you're having plenty of intercourse, it should happen before long.
1: Oh, that shouldn't be a problem then. We talk all the
5: time. Arthur, she means the other kind of intercourse. And if nothing happens, see a doctor to check everything's in good working order. Which is yet further proof of the need for female physicians. Sophia, wouldn't you prefer your doctor to be a woman when it comes to rummaging about in your bloomers? I prefer to avoid any rummaging in that area entirely. And there's your diagnosis. At any rate, you have a corpse that's not getting any fresher in this heat. Come with me and we'll arrange for it to be brought down to the laboratory to see what I can find out for you. And keep it quiet. Otherwise, the fight for a spot at the dissecting table is going to make that riot outside look like a nursery school outing.
0: (laughs) If dear Maggie was not here to meet a passenger locomotive, then perhaps it was a freight train. Observe the railway sidings in the sheds, all of them neatly numbered for ease of reference. And here we have it. Siding number 25. And a railway carriage on it. That's locked. (laughs) Do you smell that, though? (laughs) I do. Most unpleasant. Reminiscent of the journal house. Go ahead, Miss Gordon. If you do insist on carrying those lockpicks incompletely concealed in the cuff of your coat, you may as well put them to use. No, unless you say please. As you prefer. Nice one. What have we got in here, then? smell of ghee the book It's empty. The cargo has been removed, but whatever it was must have been wrapped in all that stained cloth. That's what the stink's coming off. Coarse linen, sewn roughly into long bags. All of them have been crudely ripped open. They look awfully like dirty winding sheets. Look down onto the floor those marks. Footprints. Barions. Pointing towards the door. Alright, I've already had my ration of the walking deed for Wandy. I'm good to go now. I don't know what's worse. Finding a freight car full of deed folk? Or finding it empty and no knowing where they've taken themselves after?
3: Hey, you two, stop there!
0: Boz, we've been spotted. You go ahead. I'll remain to deal with the guard. Where is it with well, you kid walladers and this noble self-sacrifice thing? But all right then, if you insist.
3: What are you doing here? yards out of boons to the public. Oh,
0: oh, that woman stole my purse. I have followed her all this way. Thank heavens you are here to help.
3: That sleeky old bosom. You wait here, missus. I'll catch her for you. Hey, you! Stop, thief!
0: Now, time for a nice cup of tea and a sit-down. Granny, indeed.
3: Well, here we are at last, Godoming. Only in the abominable Jocklands could this city be mistaken for the Athens of the North. Compared to Glasgow, it's positively civilized. Indeed, sir. Mind you, even the jungles of Bhutan compare favorably to that wretched industrial cesspit. Careful with those bags, old man. If those bottles get smashed, there'll be no chance of sneaking more in past Aunt Cressy's lidless gaze. Very good, sir. In fact, speaking of the Gorgon, where is she? By Jove, she's late. That must be the first time in her life. I wonder what's happened, maybe she's dead. Well then, quickly old man, there's bound to be a watering hole in this station. I believe there is, sir, but... We can sink a few pots of the local brew while we wait. I fancy something rich and bitter, like the people of Edinburgh. Sir? All we have to do is say we went looking for her. When she wasn't there to meet us off the train, might as well take our time over it. We can say we've been searching for her all this time. Sir? The dreadful old termagant will never know the truth.
0: Hieronymus!
4: Out you go. James E.D. Distilleries. Single malt. 18 year old. Doing the drain with you. What's this yin? Swiss absinthe. Must belong to her ladyship. Mmm, I wouldn't want to get on her bad side. I'll plank the empty bottles in old Fustilugs' room. He'll get the blame for drinking it. (laughs) What's this? A letter. Addressed to me. Could it be a last missive from Dr. Pritchard? Lord rest his soul. To his beloved servant Gillespie. came a good and faithful servant, Gillespie. Castellano Hunter House. If you're reading this letter, then...
3: Oh, wait a minute. This is Nephew Doctor Pritchard. If you are reading this letter, then I am delighted to inform you that you've been wasting your time pouring out the cold tea I placed in these whiskey bottles prior to my departure. I have taken the majority of their former contents away with me. But knowing how much perverse satisfaction disposing of my alcohol brings to your otherwise joyless existence, I have secreted an unspecified quantity of the remainder in the various nooks and crannies of Hunter House for you to ferret out. I hope the search drives you to distraction, you sanctimonious old vulture. I beg to remain your unwitting employer.
4: Dr. Hieronymus Cadwallader So that's the game you want to play, as a doctor? All right, then. Nobody knows Hunter hoost like I do. I'll find your sinful liquor. And when I do, you'll know like what i top it up with. Ms Gillespie, put the kettle on and warm up the muckle teapot. have a powerful need for hydration.